0: Welcome to Counseling on Demand. I am your host, Fred Riley. Hey, thank you as always for tuning in to today's podcast. So today we're going to be talking about uh, teens. We're going to be talking about what often looks like oppositional defiant disorder, um, we're going to talk about uh, a different take on it. Um, we're going to talk about symptoms and what to look for. And then we're going to talk about the reality, which is this is more about family dynamics. I've worked a lot with youth, and I've worked with a, a lot with parents. And I tell you what, as each year goes by, I find out more and more that we're really misunderstanding things. And so we have, we have youth that are misdiagnosed. They're placed in, like, residential treatment. And, again, I've, I've worked in residential treatment. But the idea, as I'm learning more and more, is that uh, the family is operating on this idea that the child is the problem or the teenager versus a symptom of the problem. And they're kind of the uh, pressure gauge, if you will. And we're mislabeling it. We're, mis- we're labeling it as oppositional defiant. Why? Because mom and dad come in and say he's irritable. He walks out of the house. He doesn't come back on time. The, you know, he, he yells, he swears, all these different things. And so we have these terms oppositional defiant. We have these terms conduct disorder. Um, and, uh, and so those labels go on and these kids are learning that their natural reaction to the family dynamics is bad. And so they become uh, hopeless essentially. So we're going to talk about that as I'm talking about it. I've got three families that come to mind just from this week. And it's interesting because they all brought their They happen to be sons. They're teenage sons. They brought all of them in with this this idea that I need to fix their son. And it's kind of interesting because I've uh, created this new approach, and I don't even have a name for that approach yet, but I've created this new approach on this hunch that we're missing. We're misdiagnosing, so on and so forth. And so what I did with all three of these families, and I did this a couple weeks ago as well, is I walked them through this exercise. And it's interesting because we just went from a son, but within 50, 55 minutes, we went from an oppositional defiant son, um, uh, irritable, not listening, rude, all those different types of things. And he's depressed, but mom and dad are saying he's not depressed, but he's just lazy. Okay, I had three of those in all three sessions by the end of the session we've got somebody that suddenly is not depressed suddenly they're sharing their frustrations and mom and dad they're apologizing they're weeping okay that's not the goal the goal is not to upset mom and dad but the idea is we're doing this wrong families are a system and whether the depression whatever oppositional defiant okay that is a result of the system Now, why come into counseling? Why come into therapy? Because we're blind to... Those systems, and that 's not a judgment it 's just real, as I talked to this family or this couple this morning, um, they are certain that they 've tried everything, and their son needs to go off to one of those shut down schools. It, does his behavior look like that, Sure, especially when you start getting illegal and so forth and Then I started telling them some things that and and they were still kind of doubtful, but the idea is you 're not bad parents, you don't have a bad child. Is this oppositional defiant i don 't know. Depression sometimes, but depression is going to show up. But the reality is, is you, your partner, your spouse, your your son or daughter, you're clueless. And what I mean by that is in order to get to that place where there's fighting and anger and all those types of things, we have to be blind to what's really going on. Our communication, um, nonverbal, verbal communication, our ability to understand and be understood, we're so blind to that that the side effect of it is shown through a mom and dad that want to send their their child off, a child that doesn't want to be at home. And the reality is, is everybody has the right to feel the way that they feel. We're not pointing any fingers. As a matter of fact, in all three sessions, I told, uh, I kind of warned the parents. I said, by the end of the session, you're going to feel really small. And they kind of looked at me like I was a jerk. And I said, just be ready. You're going to feel really small. And I said to each of the young men, I said, you might feel really big. Now, don't let that go to your head. I said, but the idea is we're going to bring, in a very pointed way, we're going to bring uh, this to a level of awareness where we can say, okay, we can spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on sending him away, or we can try all these pills or do different things like that. But the reality is within an hour – okay, Um, we're going to see a shift, and we're going to see the dynamics that you were blind to. Am I judging you? No. Let's be really clear about that. This isn't about judgment, right? You guys are here because you want to help your son. Your son is here. Is he oppositional? Guess what? If he was truly oppositional, he wouldn't be here, okay? So you can take what happens as judgment or you can say, hey, I was blind to these particular areas, and this is why we're having the problems that we're having. I recall a dad, before we take a break, I recall this dad, it was actually two weeks ago, and this dad, you know, bless his heart, he cares, I know he cares, he really cares. How do I know that? Because the guys that care, I tell you what, they can be jerks. They're like hogtie their their kids, you know, they're yelling and screaming, and this guy, man, his eyes, like, Boy, he could kill you with his eyes, this, that, and the other. And you know what? He felt very justified in being upset. Anybody would be upset. I knew that he cared. And by the end of that session, he was crying. He was he was a space cadet. He was connecting. He wasn't even present. He was crying. And the only thing he could get out is, son, I'm so sorry. Okay, Was that an intention to make him feel bad or what have you? No. You guys come in. We can call it oppositional defiant. We can call it depression. But the reality is, is we're not pulling those dynamics up to the surface. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about what that looks like. What do these dynamics look like so we can see, okay, maybe this is depression. Maybe this is oppositional defiant disorder. But as a family, what can we do th- to look at it uh, more clearly, more specifically, to, s- to really hit the target of resolving the contention? Right, welcome back to Counseling on Demand. Once again, I'm your host, Fred Riley. So today we're talking about uh, family dynamics and the oppositional defiant, the conduct disorder, the rebel child, the depressed child that really isn't depressed. They're just acting out. They're lazy, all those different things. And I tell you what, as far as we've come, uh, like since Freud and so forth, we've come a very long way. We've learned to understand behaviors and mental health in a way that we've never understood before. But as time goes on and I work with families, I do things that I've been trained to do, and I see their limits. What I'm learning is that it's easier to say this is depression. It's easier to say this is oppositional defiant. But you know what? We've got to call a good therapist, and we'll talk about that in a podcast actually coming up this week. Guess what? Guess what? The therapist, the therapist has to dig in and hit these dynamics, right? Because the kid, if he's depressed, he's depressed for a reason. Are we looking at judgment? No, we're looking at dynamics. We're saying we're playing a role that we're blind to, and the evidence happens to come up usually through. A teenager, They're starting to get more independent and they're going to start to express that independence. And guess what? They're actually pretty smart. How many times have you heard your son or daughter talk about things are not fair, right? And then you say, well, life isn't fair, right? When they say things aren't fair, sure, life isn't fair. But what they're doing is they're saying there's something wrong with these dynamics. It's causing me anxiety. It's making me feel like I don't want to listen anymore. It's making me feel like I don't respect anymore. How many times have your children said to you, or a neighbor kid or whatever, how many times have you heard that uh, they don't respect you or you don't respect them, okay? Um, We try to get into a place where we're going to make them respect us as a demonstration. Remember, we've talked about this. Um, You're going to respect me so I feel better about being a parent. We're not listening, okay? The idea is if they say, uh, if they're disrespectful, guess what? What are they saying? you don 't respect me, so i 'm not going to respect you back we 're missing that information, so when we look at oppositional defiant, we look at depression certainly i 'm not saying depression, oppositional defiant i 'm not saying those things aren 't there, okay, but as you listen to the symptoms i 'm going to talk about for a minute, okay they 're going to look like oppositional defiant they 're going to look like depression, but the reality is is there are symptoms that are saying this is a child that doesn 't understand how he's supposed to be respectful when he's not being respected, and and those types of dynamics. Okay. So with depression specifically, um, something that's missed a lot in teens is irritability. And irritability is often mistaken for a lack of respect or um, a uh, oppositional, you know, refusing, uh, rebelling against the rules, so on and so forth. Okay. I promise you, and if I could tell you more about these three sessions, all three sessions, not, not three out of four, all three sessions. What came up out of these sessions was that irritability came from a son that absolutely cared about peace in the home, that absolutely cared about being effective, that absolutely cared about listening to their parents. Irritability was their way of saying, I cannot effectively do it anymore. What do you guys want from me? Okay, so the parents are saying, what's wrong with him? And he's saying, what else do I need to do? And I was able to demonstrate that with them without giving him clues or anything That like that. When we dig down, these kids ultimately care. That's why they're frustrated. That's why they go into their room and withdraw sometimes. So irritability, could it be opposi- oppositional defiant disorder? Sure. Could it be depression? Sure. But we have to be careful to, to not just go into those two channels. Irritability, um, not listening, yelling, withdrawing right? Um, Muttering under your breath, Um, walking past, not saying hi. Some of these things might be kind of teenager-ish, but we're going to find that this is persistent. Challenging you and your perspective, Um, leaving despite threats, right? And by the way, all three of these families I worked with this week, okay, their way of compliance was through threats, okay? Taking away a phone, A teenager is going to be irritable when a phone is taken. Why? Because what does their phone have to do with whatever the issue is? Okay, so the idea is our kids are very smart and they're trying to figure out their irritability and so forth is a demonstration that this doesn't make sense and that uh, they have identified that you're asking a behavior of them that you indeed don't do yourself or you do the opposite. You do that behavior, um, but your phone's not taken away. Now, do they need to work on talking respectfully and so forth? Sure, but the irritability, the difficulty sleeping, poor appetite, withdraw. um, Hanging out with friends, not being home very often, Um, type of friends that they hang out with, um, uh, sometimes cutting in more extreme cases, those types of things. Okay, those those all fit the profile, the criteria for oppositional defiant or depression. But before we go there, you need to find a counselor. You need to find a therapist that you can sit down with that says, okay, let's look at family dynamics and a therapist that has the uh, ability – to say, you all are going to take a hit here. We're not going to sit here and just talk about what's going on with your son. So we want to be mindful of depression. We want to be mindful of oppositional defiant disorder. But we also want to be mindful that there are other things that those symptoms can be indicating. And as I shift some of the therapy I've done, and I've done this over the last seven, eight weeks, but just this week alone, all of a sudden we're starting to see people communicate. I had a son today, not my son, okay, but imagine if you're a parent and you have a teenager, okay, this will never happen. In your mind, this will never happen. Today, this teenager turned and looked to his mom, okay, and he said something to the effect of, okay, mom, so what you're saying is when I do... He jumped into mom's perspective. What teenager does that, right? This oppositional, defiant, depressed, lazy um, guy that's never going to get anywhere, this guy that's going to be a threat to society, right? He starts to feel understood. He starts to feel listened to. He starts to see that his symptoms are evidence that he cares and so forth. And this mom just went into tears. I said, what just happened? He never looks at my perspective. Well, he just did. How did he look at his perspective? because you were willing to look at his. Okay, so opposition, defiant, depression, we need to start looking at it differently. Obviously, when there's harm and different things involved, you know what, we need to take care of that in the proper way. But if you have concerns like this, if you see these behaviors with your children, you know what, you have to, you have to, as a parent, you have to kind of grow up, and, and that's what I said to Dad this morning. I said, you know what, if you know what to do, and your son's not doing it, then he knows that you know what to do, and you're not doing it. So before you tell me about your son not respecting you, you got to respect him. We got to change that. And I tell you what it saves hundreds of dollars, it saves relationships, and the idea is we got to take that as information and not write it off just as a disrespectful son or daughter, a disrespectful really so, uh, spouse or what have you. There's some information there that we're missing. So if you feel that uh, you've heard something today that sounds like what's going on at home, Go to a therapist and say, hey, help us get to the root of this thing before we decide it's absolutely oppositional, defiant. before we decide it's depression. Help us understand what we need to do here. So we're taking a different look at depression. We're taking a different look at family dynamics. And I tell you what, this is a, this is a direction that's going to be really helpful and integral to relationships down the road and the mental health uh, as you as a parent and as uh, your children that you're raising in your home. Hey, thank you for listening so much. Uh, We're going to be back uh, in a couple days with another podcast. You can find me online at gettingbacktolife.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Riley Counseling, where we do a live live stream every Thursday night at 4 o'clock.